Yo, what's good, people? It is your boys from Beer Rap and Banter back again with another episode. This is episode 49 with myself, Cal Sirius. Myself, English. Episode 49, man. And it's a, it's a nice day. It's a sunny day. It is. It is Sub-Zero and Scorpion bringing you Mortal Kombat 11. Finish him. Finish him. Where would you rate Mortal Kombat in sort of your top, top beat-em-ups, like top three selected fighting games? Is it in there? I mean, it has to be. Is there? Is that? Is that really a question? Do you think it's up? So, is it in my top three? I, I can't think it, of three games that could possibly be better. Street uh, fighting games, apart from obviously Street, street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, Tekken. Te- See, I'm a Tekken man. That's, I know you that's are. Yeah, you're technical. But Mortal Kombat was technical because you had to do certain things to finish them and get all the special things, and it's definitely finish top three. Him. Just with the whole uh, gruesome fatalities and all of that. There's so many cool beat-em-ups out there, but definitely it's one of the oldest, biggest franchises. Every year it's an event when they drop a new game. Yeah, yeah. And it's Mortal hot. Kombat, it's Street Fighter, Tekken, probably biggest free everything. That's cool, that's cool. So yeah, it's been hot. It's been good. How you been, man? I've not seen you for a while. The podcasting game. We've been doing the football podcast, which is also people can check out, play on, but here, Beer Rap and Banner, Cal, you've been, you've been cracking on? I've been good, man. I've really been enjoying the football podcast, you know. A lot of people I've have. Been- yeah, every time we come down to record, I'm like, oh, are we talking football this week? You're like, no, no, we're no, doing the banter this week. <laughs> Damn. But we, we, will have, we will have that in the chamber as well. So don't, don't forget, you can check out our football podcast called Play On. Three episodes in, we'll be episode four real soon. There's a lot to talk about from the football aspect. But today's episode, so much to cover. Uh, catch up with you, t- us two, music, pop culture. No beers today. What are you drinking? I'm on a healthy one. Boy, I've got this ginger tea. Ginger Mm. And I'm on water. Talking of water, have you seen the? Uh, I'm trying to clip it now. The spinning bottle challenge thing where people kicked it off. I was going to talk to you about. I was thinking we should probably call the episode that, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. The water bottle challenge. Is that what it's called? Twist where they have to kick the kick the cap off. Yeah, I think it's called the water bottle challenge. Something like that. There's some sick videos out. Jason State Statham did it first, didn't he? Was he? I don't know who started it. Okay. Yeah, it looks cool because basically celebrities and people have just been doing some kung fu high kick and mm. kicking the, the, the bottle cap and it's just been... One of my boys did that one. Sounded, one one of my deep. boys did one and he proper got it off and I was like, you smashed it. What, with a kick? Yeah. See, if it was me, I'd end up like slipping and kicking the whole table oh, over mate. and the bottle going everywhere. And... Did you see the one where there was um, some big fat guy that did it and he missed it, <laughs> he missed it when he tried to kick it and then he, and he bent over and he farted and blew it off with the fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw Mariah Carey singing it come off, but um, yeah, enough of those. A stage. What is it? These challenges. Maybe we should try it one day. But I just know if I kick it, I'm gonna just pull in a muscle or just end up falling on my. You face. know what? You're quite a sporty, athletic guy. You should probably give it a go. Yeah, I'll give it a go, but not live on there. Why not? Go for it, man. I reckon if I did it, I would balls that right up. There's no chance I'm kicking that bottle and getting the cap off. I'm gonna drink the water first. I'll probably pull a pull a cap, pull a hamstring or something trying to do it. <laughs> there was a there was an old record called uh, "Twist the Bottle and Spin the Cap" or something like that by um, the poor black teenagers. They were a rap group, but they weren't black. They were just all white guys or something like that. Let me see if I can find the name. That is hella trolling. Poor black teenagers. Were they like not teenagers and not black and not poor? Basically, it is like some '90s hip hop. Oh, Young Black Teenagers, sorry. Young Black Teenagers was an American hip-hop group from Long Island, but I don't think they were black. It was a par, or maybe there's one of them. 
Flipping hell. So what are you been up to anyway, man? <laughs> uh, celebrating this weather, man. It's good weather. Been out and about watching Glastonbury, man. What did you think of Glastonbury? I watched it on... Um, unfortunately, I didn't go to Glastonbury. Mm. I streamed it at home. And man like Stormzy headlining Glastonbury. The first grime artist headlining on the Friday, I do believe. And that was that was a monumental occasion. Real big fan of Stormzy with his uh, album, Gang Sign and Prayers, and then his new releases he put out. So I thought he put on a great show. I don't know if you what you thought about it. Yeah, I thought it was dope, man. I thought it was really nice to see all of the the way he kind of brought out some other artists, Fredo and Dave. Um, and then he bigged them up for having like the first uh, number one. I think it was like the first kind of smash hit number one yeah. from people from his walk of life. Yeah. Um, like first UK rap number one, I think he was trying to say. And also the way he took the time out to really big up all of the people mm. who had come before him, all the forefathers and that have paved the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, at the end. That and was then a he shout, shout out, out yeah. everyone in the game. Like, like, I kept thinking, okay, he's going to stop. Okay, now he's going to stop. Okay, and he just shouted out everyone, like so many people. And obviously there's like hundreds of rappers out there. So there's people he's going to forget. Well, can you imagine the person that probably didn't get shouted out? They would have been feeling some type of way. He's like, he's going to say my name. He's going to say my name. He has to say my name. He hasn't said my name. Yeah, pa. That just make you work harder. Nobody cares about your life. Work harder. Nah, he did say like, Nobody you know cares, what? If I forgot anyone, work harder. <laughs> That's the mantra. Nobody cares. Work harder. For real. Um, but shout out to Stormzy, man. I, I thought the performance was dope. There was a little bit of controversy with that not, not my cup of tea thing. Did you see that? Oh that- yeah. Um, the word Stormzy and tea. Uh, it was it was related with how many people tweeted. Uh, Stormzy's not my usual cup of tea, but I quite like it. Or it's not my cup of tea, but there was there was like a woman sort of backstage watching the show, and then she kind of stormed off, like, "Oh, that's not my cup of tea." Loads of people was tweeting it. Mm. Loads of people was tweeting it. Listen, that was hilarious. The way this that is a sign. Fire. This is a sign of the way we're moving forward, and it's so inspirational and, and monumental for for young people, especially like young young black boys and and well girls as well. But seeing an artist on stage who has done it all on his own with his team type of thing. And then he's headlining it. He's put on a great show. The, the choreography was amazing with the dancers and the little girl that came with the tracksuit and she was doing the dancing. Um, the pyrotechnics, the video footage of even when they had that scene between uh, Getz and Bashi when they had the argument on the rooftop and he's pushing him. He's like, ask Carlos about me. Ask Carlos. And that was an ode to an old uh, Grime DVD where they had a little, little bit of beef. Um, and then like the shout out, like you said, it was like an album. You know when you read the back of an album, CD back in the day, and it had shout out and big up to all these people. And, mm. it, and, it, and it read like that. So it was, a, it was amazing. It was a, yeah, it was a wicked set. Wicked yeah, set. I thought the set was mad. Like, because he started off 100% pure grime. Like, he didn't water anything down. No, and I can't. just couldn't believe that he was on a stage like that with a platform like that. And... He didn't try and do something that was just like commercial and like because I kind of expected a lot of the newer stuff, a lot of the stuff from Gang Signs and Prayers, where you know they had the gospel aspect to it, mm. and he did do that, but he just kind of brought that later in towards the end of the set, yeah. where you know they had that kind of like the choir and like a band, and you know, and it was really nice. The pace of really the set. beautiful music, sort yeah. of like singing gospel music, yeah. But the way he started, it was just all bang, 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 rah, 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 rah. And I was like, what? And he's wearing a stab-proof vest with all of the hype about 
sort of black youths and sort of stabbing people in London and stuff. And and I just thought, wow, it is it was really provocative yep. imagery that yep. he went on. But it was it was iconic. It was almost like um rebellious as well to people saying, you know, we don't want people like this in our society. We want to eradicate them. We want to stop them from making music with the whole drill band we were talking about in the last episode. Mm. And there he was. There was Stormzy, the top of the game, Glastonbury saying, I'm here and what? Fuck you. Yeah, the message with the with the Union Jack uh, on the Stab Proof Best made by Banksy just said so much about, you know, the issues that are going on in London and in the whole of the UK with all the stabbings and gang violence. I thought that that raised a lot of attention, even without him saying anything. Him just him standing on stage, just with that vest, with the vest on, was like rah. That is that's saying a real big message right there. Uh, yeah, it was dope how. Um, and on, then on Banksy's Instagram, he kind of announced that he yeah, made yeah, the yeah. Uh, made the vest for Storms, and he said he he made it, and then he thought, who should I give this vest to? Stormzy. Yeah, and then he sees Stormzy headline. <laughs> so, well done for Glastonbury for, but how you can't ignore someone like that, like. If it weren't Stormzy headlining, it, it could have been Skepta headlining. Do you know what I mean? It's like these are the these are the people at the forefront of pop culture and urban culture. This was popping off, you know, and they, they're ticking so many boxes, doing so much. Um, the set was the set was wicked. He's clear as well. That's what I like, and not just him as well. Shout out to the engineer. All he the definitely did a good job mixing that though. Yeah. Um, not only Stormzy though, uh, Dave. I really like Dave's set. I like Slow Tie as well. I was a fan of Slow Tie. Man's just like, just a bit off the wall. But Dave's set was interesting because of the um, the viral sensation where he called up that kid from the crowd, Alex from Glastow, got him to s sing the lyrics for his uh, Tiago Silva song, Ray J Tracy. And that sort of eclipsed Dave's set almost, which is a bit weird. And it's like, Dave's set was, was amazing. Like he had a number one album. He got a number one song with Fredo, like you said. He called out Fredo on stage, performed with him. He called out Heady One, but what seemed to be getting everyone's attention was this this, this random kid in the in the crowd that he called out, or or that he picked out. See, this is the mm. controversy now. Was this already planned? Well, I mean, mm. I, I I didn't see the whole of Dave's set, and I, and I didn't realize it. Now that you said it, I think it is a bit of a shame that him calling someone from the crowd has overshadowed his actual set because that's what you're there to see. But I, having said that, it was a nice sentiment, you know, to get the fans involved. That's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And the young man came onto the stage, he wrapped his heart out and he smashed it. And now I kind of, at first I was thinking, oh, this has got to be a bit of a fix. It's got to be a setup because he's proper wearing the PSG and shirt. And he's standing and, above everyone else. He's you know, like... um, but... It when, was dope. But it looked what, good. What what I've what made me think it, it it probably isn't fake is because Dave was giving him instructions on the stage. Yeah, he probably and he gave was him saying the... only rap the yeah. AJ Tracy bits, and the kid was so excited. He sang everyone's he lyrics. He just did everything. He did Dave's bit. He did AJ's bit. He did the hook. He did the verse. He did the whole flipping shit. And then he got the reload as well. He got the reload. Well, this is the thing. Like Dave, Dave did the reload, and then he started again, and then he had another word with the kid, and he said, "Look." Just only do AJ, and, and again, he just did there's, everything. The days written, the AJ. There's a wicked moment. I think moment. the kid was just super excited. Yeah. And I don't think he was the best rapper in the world. So I don't know why he's getting so much hype. Like, oh, people are saying, oh, he should get a deal. He should be the next up. And he's like, he's just an excited kid. He knows the words and he rapped it. Well, there was a wicked moment where Dave sort of put his hand on his head and was like, I believe in you. Like, look at me, focus. And it's like, 
Dave with the captain's armband talking to this young kid who's 15, guest obviously on stage. Like for you and I that have been on stage and, and other people that have been on stage, it's, it's one thing. But when you're a kid just thrown out there, um, so he done he done really well. It was it's a great record as well. Thiago Silva's like a, a classic new grime rally record between Dave and AJ Tracy, and they shot it in Paris and in the parts of London where they're both from. But this kid now, it's like um the boohoo something gave him some modeling short-term modeling contract there's definitely going to be some single he's going to he's going to put out a rap single or something like that like they're, they're riding this wave of these these internet sensation people and is this a good thing i don't know it's like it's a shame that dave wasn't brought on to are good you saying room. are you saying this youth's going to be the new daniel bregoli the new bad barbie the new how about that well, n no, because she went on. She makes good records, actually, for her age and that type Does of she? thing. I think her records are these, like for what she puts out. Okay, she's took right classic example, like in America, these internet uh, viral men, boys and girls and young people, they blow off something viral. Yeah, they blow off like that girl catch me outside. How about that? Um, who else was it? That flips guy, that fat guy that runs up to people, or that Welvin, you know, that got him. There's loads of these internet sensation guys, but what they do well in America is hustle and build on this name and then put out clothing, put out songs, put out songs, put out a TV program, reality, and then before you know it, they've gone clear, they've made a living off it there. What happens over here, a bit less so, is a bit more flash in the pan. Like that Verdi guy, that Why You Coming Fast guy. Why are you coming fast? And he released the he released the rap song, he's dead, like no one cares about it now. So this guy will be given, I reckon, a rap song. It's Alex from Glastow. Um and it'll just like die away. So in one side, it's good that people are making money and a living off it, but at the same time, it's sort of mocking the, mocking the game, mocking everything. So why wasn't Dave on on Good Morning Britain? Why wasn't he being chat? You know, and Piers Morgan, who was a fucking dickhead, who disrespects. <laughs> no, because listen, yeah, I'm embarrassed to have this guy as a gooner. Yeah, this guy is a knob. Because <laughs> I'm glad that you said it. He chat shit. He chat shit about. Trap, grime, drill, and the lyrics. But then, as soon yeah. as there's this white kid come up from Glass, Alex, this kid who's like singing the lyrics, like they're all bopping the head and going, "Oh yeah, this is how it should be done." It's like you mocking it, you taking the piss. Like instead of celebrating what Dave has achieved, like number one album, a phenomenal album. Like you can still listen to it now. Like it's you know it's a very very good body of work, and he's killing Glassstone. He's doing all this great stuff. But yet you're bringing up this this kid. Who's this, this internet sensation? Or you're not even having them on the TV program together. Like that would have been well, some. I, I guess it, it, the statement there is that they don't actually care about Dave. Dave is completely irrelevant here. Dave was completely irrelevant there. Yeah. And AJ Tracy was like, it's a par. Mm, it's got nothing to do with them. It's a shame. It's such a shame. But... <laughs> this is life, man. This is this is the world that we live in, B twenty nineteen. Yeah, but um, but there's a lot of good things going on in yeah, this yeah, in this yeah. world that we live in. Um, Glastonbury was one of the the good things that happened recently. Music. Um, one of the the other good things that happened recently is I had a birthday. Yay! Another year older, another year wiser. Give thanks. I'm gonna drink to long health and prosperity. So, did you have an enjoyable birthday? I mean, good health, not long health. Well, obviously you want long health, but good health sounds good to me. Uh, sorry, did I have a... An a, enjoyable birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just spent the weekend chilling. Um, went to watch the Arsenal on the Saturday and uh, went out for a little meal with the family lamb on the Sunday. Nice, nice. Because we were talking about this, so your birthday. So do you believe, yeah, and people should be entitled to anything on their birthday? Like, 
it's your day for 24 hours people you know you got you get you get what you know what i mean you title to listen everything when it, and anything when, when it's your birthday anything goes I, I rate birthdays i do think that everyone wants to be special don't they everyone wishes they were and unfortunately most of us just aren't nothing special we're just fucking humans don't say that no, I'm sorry. That's just what it is. Most of us Everyone's are just special. fucking something that came out of a ball bag. Wow. Yeah, and we just happened to be here. Some of us, it was an accident. We weren't even supposed to be here, but, you know, we ended up here somehow. And now we just got to get by. But that one day out of 365 days, you fully are special and people will treat you special. If you go walk into a restaurant and say, you know what, it's my birthday, people are going to treat you. Like it's your birthday, like like you're special. If you if if you're going out and you're buying anybody, you say, hey, you know what? It's my birthday. They're gonna smile. And they're gonna say, hey, happy birthday. That's it. You do feel. So good. that's what I love about it. But you could you could just say this to them. You know what this is? Salam like Mavado. I'm so special. This is your every every birthday anthem. So everyone is special, Cal. That's what I want to say. <laughs> and if Mavado can that, recognize that you're, he's special, you know you're what? special. It doesn't have to be your. You're gonna have a little sound clash now with the birthday you know songs. I, I have my own birthday anthem. Oh, I, have my own birthday I believe that everyone is special, just like Mavado saying, just like Uncle is saying. You got to listen to the God, yeah. and then this, <laughs> this. I played this song about ten times. We're yesterday. having a little sound birthday sound clash on our phones on the podcast. What's this, Jeremiah? It is. I don't remember that. Who's this by? It's Drake. It's a fucking oh, celebration. Oh, turn it off. This big. Are you crazy? Moist. Like time flying by. Cheese. All right, dead it, dead it's it, like dead time it. out of control. It's a celebration. It's your birthday. Well, listen a bit, listen a bit. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey. Hey, wait is, for the hook. Wait for man, the hook. This, is ha- this is happy and depressing at the same time. What? This is the biggest birthday tune ever. No, this is the biggest birthday song ever. Oh. Hey. I should have learned the words, but I played it so many times. Now turn it off. Turn it off. This is the biggest one. It's your. This is it. Listeners, is that? This ain't even got started yet. This has got long ass intro. Are you playing the whole thing? Long, 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 long. Oh, this is the bit. Here it is. <laughs> I, I played it all that time just for that just for that that's the best bit in the oh, whole song oh mate you had me worrying thinking is he going to play the whole fucking song <laughs> it's your that's the birthday anthem and this is what you need to demand on your birthday hey so should you be entitled to birthday sex on your birthday most definitely. Should you be entitled to anything? Birthday sex. Birthday sex. Mm-mm. On your birthday, you should be able to do the most greasiest, nastiest, filthiest, dirty thing with your partner that you want to do. As long as she or he are consenting. That's what I mean. Yeah. They should be like, you know what? It's your birthday. So, you know, it's your... We could do whatever you want to do. you like, smrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Oh, man. Oh, you get your back blown out on your birthday. I had a happy birthday. That's all I'm going to say. Jeez, jeez. I had a very happy good, birthday. Good, 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 um, good. I'm glad you did. I, I, I didn't get you nothing. I need to get you something. Hey, you bastard. Fuck you. <laughs> talking of talking of music, I mean, we're not going to be playing music on our phone the whole episode, but let's, let's keep it moving with the music. I know you've been listening to that Freddie Gibbs and Madlib album. Gangsta Gibbs, ho. Did you know Madlib did the whole album on his iPod? Uh, on his iPod or oh, iPod? No, his iPod. No, his not iPhone. in his iPhone. On the um, yeah, iPad. iPad. Beg your pardon. I'm not surprised to hear that because I heard he did do a similar thing when he made normal parties in LA for uh, Kanye West, mm. and it would be using this app here. That's one of my favorite Kanye the records. The IMPC app. Okay. Um, so I've made some beats on that myself on my phone. Nice. On the iOS platform, same platform as the iPad. And how does it compare? It's, it's a so, dope app. You can make really fucking dope beats on there. Well, Madly, man. Actually, one of the greatest. You know, you know the. Um, made, a, made a great album just off uh, just the digital aspect. And some of it sounds really sort of old and analogy, doesn't it? Like I'm just going to intercept real quick and say the actual theme tune for the beer app and banter it was made on this same app on my iPhone as well. Nice. So it just goes to show, isn't it? Anything goes. Um, yeah, a lot of people were getting their. Uh, getting their panties in a twist saying you know about him producing on a new piece of technology but I think that's really? the way yeah I think maybe a few of the purists but Madlib can do whatever he wants man's a genius man makes like phenomenal projects I've and actually that, not heard anybody w- with a negative opinion about oh I saw some things on Twitter I saw yeah. some about that doesn't matter but you know people are always gonna have views towards a change in production and, and material, but it still, it, it knocks. It's a great album. It still bangs. That's weird, man. Cause you know, music production always moves, but technology always moves with the times. Music production always has done, isn't it? Like, yeah. With hip hop, you know, people were like sampling from vinyls and then people went to, um, actually just doing compositions, you know, like getting live instrumentation going and, you know, and people flip the script all the time. But there's always, yeah, there's always like... People use Fruity Loops and stuff. Yeah, there's always a juxtaposition with producers and beat makers. Let's say like two different types of things. But like people using sampling like and the MPC and, and the Akai. Well, same thing, sorry. But the other machines, like you've got your Pete Rocks, you've got your Mad Libs, but then you've got your Scott Storch people that play it or you've got the Murder Beats, the new guys that, that play their own stuff or the Swiss Beats. So there's always been that nice juxtaposition between people that sample... Um, play instruments to people that have just been using digital aspects and it's you know it's good to see that he's incorporating the two and making a solid project um i really liked it i really like freddie gibbs gangster gibbs hope bro that project absolutely bangs i think it's one of the best one of the most well-made well-rounded uh pieces of work to come out in 2019 so yeah far. it's a solid it's solid project it's only short um i liked short and sweet yeah i preferred pin is it pinata the first one he did. Yeah. That's a. I feel for me that's better, but it's still it's a nice extension of their their collaboration. I, At, I put that on the same kind of level. I thought Pinata was banging, um, and I think the new project is as well. I can't remember the name of the new project actually. Bandana. Bandana. No. I like the artwork, man. That madly yeah, artwork yeah. is always dope. It's got the Quasimodo character in it as well. Mm. Now Pinata, Pinata, I just felt had it's just better put together and had bigger s- songs as well, like better songs. Hmm. overall but can't fuck with Gangster Gibbs amazing um, and yeah the Madlib project working there Dreamville now I, I mentioned that to you briefly but Dreamville have all hooked together so J.I.D. Uh, Cole and the rest of them and that's a really solid project you need to check out 
very soulful, a lot of lyricism, some good banter in there. Um, apparently they all just got together over weeks and weeks of this studio and it's like an open house and people come in and recording and that's another solid project people have to check out. Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. I'm J. looking Cole. forward to that. The Revenge of the Dreamers projects are always bang on. You have to dream, always, you have so. to have a dream. Mm. You have to have a dream. And um, yeah, Cole, like, Cole puts really dope fucking artists on his label, man. So when they come together and they make a project, you know what to expect. It's yeah. going to be really good music. I'll get that. All different, all different. It's good to see other camps coming through. I like Baz as well. I think Baz is Yeah, underrated, yeah, yeah, yeah. But J.I.D. Baz, got flow. J.I.D. for me steals the show. He's cold as well. Yeah, and the um, Earth Gang lot. Ari, is Ari Lennox on there? She's yeah, yeah, she's well. amazing as well. It's all, it's all really good. Pe- yeah, so check that out. But this one project that I've been listening to, Benny Butcher. The Butcher coming. The, I saw one of his videos recently. The plugs I met, that is, wow, I've just been listening to that pretty much every day. Mm. And that's like, I mean, if it, bad enough that the Tanner Talk 3 was this one of the projects of the year, he had to follow it up. That's what I like about Griselda. Because even as we say this now, uh, Westside has put out a new album as well wow. like a little project so the, the work rate is just ridiculous but Benny the Butcher Plugs I Met um, who's on there that really there's a Jadakiss verse on there that's tough with our guy 38 Spesh that Sunday school record and Pusha T the whole album's phenomenal man it's Alchemist um, Derringer Coke Rap just sounds hard as nails, don't it? Did you as ever soon get... as you say Alchemist and Derringer. Oh, man. Did you ever get bored of Coke rap? You know, I don't think I'll ever get bored of listening to Pusha T say, yeah. And, you know, Rick Ross is nice with them with them bars. Uh, who else is one of these kind of Coke rappers there? Uh, Benny, 38 Special. Planet Asia was nice with that. Uh, he had a he had a tune called Pure Coke years ago. But he that didn't was, base his whole rap. Sick. But his whole rap, uh, sort of his whole v- image and vibes wasn't based on this shot in crack and coke, was it? He's like he had loads of different different types of vibes. Yeah, lo- loads of people are multifaceted, aren't they? But yeah, but I'm talking just coke rap, just purely. So who are like like oh, roll off some them, names? Who are, what is that? It well, because <laughs> you kind of said it like it was a subgenre. Like there'd be loads. Well, there is got there's all well there's like weed rap like Cypress Hill and Wiz Khalifa mm. that just primarily rap about weed. So you got the Coke, Pusha T, everyone we just said basically. Mm. I think every bar is. I can't think of anyone else. I'm sure more people will come to us. Yeah, nothing off the top of the head like that. Um, but how many ways can you flip a verse about selling? Coke? Well, I mean, ask Pusha T in it because he's done it. He's done albums on top of albums on top of albums. And he's still doing it. And he, he put a verse on someone's tune the other day. And, and I was like, wow, like he killed it. Oh, his verse with, it was on another project, wasn't it? Mm. And it escapes me because it wasn't, it was on, there was a one on the Benny and then also on the Freddie Gibbs album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. On the, yeah, the Mad Lib, on the Bandana album, the verse from Pusher, Hungry. Hungry Pusha T. Well, Push is cold, man. Yeah, he's um, up there. He's up there. I rate him. I've been listening to this uh, this Chris Brown recently as well, uh, Indigo album. Um, yeah, dope, dope. And uh, Gold Link has got something called Diaspora. Okay. Uh, honestly, yeah. So these are more 
on the R and B side of the hip hop spectrum. Like you know, Chris Brown can rap, so technically, does that make him? Nah, he's R and B. Nah, he's R and B because he can rap. I don't he's know. R and B, but he's got a lot of rappers on the project. Like he's got Lil Wayne on there. That Drake he's record. Got Lil John on there. He's got Juvenile on there. Tigers on there. Join Lucas is on there. Mm. Drake is on. There. Do you know what I mean? Tory Lanez. So it's kind of in that hip hop and R and B mold. The, that, the the fusion of it. That Joyner Luca Lucas guy, he put mm. out a new video where he's giving haircuts to the homeless. His videos are sick. Obviously. Yeah, he bought a, he he owns a barber shop where he's from, and then he's in his video he's giving out free haircuts for all homeless people, men and women. And um, the song's really motivational. He's really inspiring, man. I like his shit. Like he's yeah. dope lyricist. No doubt, man. Um, but I, I would say for, for people them out there, definitely go get this Chris Brand in the goal. It is banging. He's independent. He don't give a fuck. He put out 32 tracks just 32. like that. Boom, on his own label, Chris Brown Entertainment. Don't give a shit. Boom. Just go and get it. It's, and, and it's banging from the top to the bottom. And this Gold Link guy, he's he's on the way up, man. He's on the way up. I think this is his second album now. He's got uh, Khalid on there. Mm. He's got Pusha T on there. Oh, it, mm. was the, it was the feature, the, the Pusha T feature on Gold Link's album. This is the one I was talking about. He fucking kills okay, it. Okay, okay. And Tyler, the creator's on there. Um... That young Haley's on there as well. Wizkid. It's sick. It is. Honestly, yeah. I think what Gold Link's done here is something that's going to be considered one of the albums of the year. Okay. It's it's just hands down incredible. If not the album of the year. Strong talk. Like, if you're going to beat this... R&B. It, it's, again, it's a bit a bit of both. From Gold Link. I think I would say it's hip-hop. It's in the hip-hop spectrum, but it's very, on a very soulful edge of the hip-hop spectrum. If you're going to beat this album this year, you made a classic. I think it's that good. Okay, something for the bedroom. Something for everything. Like, you could, for you the can car, listen to it all bedroom. day. All day, as soon as you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you're laying the missus down, you know what I'm saying? You're going to lay the smack down on that candy ass. Talking to that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to men's health and sex. Uh, male contraceptive pill. Would you take it? No. You wouldn't take the milk? No. The fuck? You wouldn't. What? No. To give the woman a break from taking the pill? She's doms, isn't it? Come on now. Let's be serious. Serious, serious. Condoms don't always work. You're not serious. I'm serious. I can't say serious till I say serious. So it's one of them things where... And doms don't feel great. Women do it, so men should do it too, right? Because it's, otherwise it's a double standard. Mm, I don't think I don't think it's a double standard thing. I think it's just something to 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 think about. To a give women a break from being on the pill from when sixteen. Most women are on the pill from sixteen, fifteen to eighteen. Let's say for the pill for numerous reasons. Obviously, contraception, cramps, uh, periods, um, and other things. And then also, imagine you're taking a pill since you've been sixteen. Yeah. And we're, we're our age we are now. That's a long time of this thing in your system. And then the opportunity came up for your partner to do it and you to be off it for a bit. So you're thinking very much from a, a female perspective now. So, yeah, again, I would say what a female would think is that, you know, we've been taking it, so men should take it. Otherwise, it's a double standard. Yeah, I'd take it. And, and I, 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 I see where they're coming from. I just don't <clears throat> really want to take it. So your options are, okay, that's fair enough. Your options are, I'm just, because I heard about it on the radio and they were talking about it and there was one guy, <clears throat> he was like, yeah, I'm I'm taking, I'm trialing it. And I think until we get the full, we know what the full effects are of what happens to the body, 
it'd be definitely considered because I don't want a vasectomy when I'm older. I'm, I'm sure you don't want a vasectomy. Well, you might want a vasectomy. I, 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 don't I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think I'd rather have a vasectomy than take a pill every day. So you'd rather have your tubes tied up mm. and never been... Well, okay. But even though the pill can then be stopped and your sperm count can come back to life. Because it's not meaning stopping kids mm. ever. It just lowers your sperm count to like yeah. zero, near enough zero. Condoms. But a vasectomy can be undone as well. Yeah, but the the fucking, literally the ball aching to getting that all done again, man. Like I knew someone I worked with who had a vasectomy and he was in pain like for a while mm. uh, and he's a lot older. But I mean, the choices out there is just something to think about. I think they're going to be definitely be introducing that in the next few years. Um, and when you get to an age where you're with someone and you're not using condoms and you don't want loads of kids or you don't want any kids, it's definitely an option because, yeah, I mean... If you're like us and you just want to beat and you don't want any kids. <laughs> <laughs> like us, yeah. Yeah, but I'm surprised we ain't got kids. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know a lot of people that, you know, sexually active and especially raw, in it? Like in the moment or doms, condoms break or you just don't want to put the condom on because it don't feel as nice or everyone's drunk or whatever you just go with mm. the flow but so so this is experimental this so article you've been, got here yeah but if you I just check on men's it. health as well it's like um a male birth control pill it's a beta experimental male birth control mm. pill modified testosterone with the combined actions of a male hormone and a progesterone and it's past human safety tests it sounds very experimental at the moment. It is at the minute, yeah. But it's just something to think about. It's going through clinical trials. So the men men that are taking it now will soon find out what happens to them in it. Well, if they turn up dead, then I'm definitely not taking this. They're not gonna turn up dead. They just won't have any sperm. It'll be low. Or their balls might just fall off. Or one nut might just swell up like the size of their head. Oh, <laughs> Like no, just one. <laughs> one giant ball bag and one small ball. Looking like you got a basketball down there. Spalding. <laughs> got a young mitre down there. Young mitre. <laughs> like them football ball. You know them football footballs in the winter that had the, like, the little dimples on it and they used to hit your leg and it used to... Oh, that oh. was a kill. In PE. Yeah, it had, the, it had the material on it to make it a bit like better for playing in the ice and the snow and stuff yeah but if you got hit with hard that wearing. they were good for concrete playing on concrete right? yeah because they were hard wearing school football days mm. I was thinking about that the other day you just thinking about the old days yeah but back in the day when I was young I'm not a kid anymore but some days uh-huh. I sit and wish I was a kid again yeah that was school days was 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 jokes what was you talking about links the links effect having link, not, links so in you... a shower can everyone getting changed and just spraying up with links and Shh. That was a bit frowsy. You know what was funny? I used to bring lemon wet wipes. Uh, that's nasty, man. No, because you just, you're sweating, you're mad sweaty. You just, Why don't you just have a shower, B? What, in school? Yeah. In our school that we went to? Nah. <laughs> remember what you're saying, yeah? Remember what the changing rooms were like in school and remember, just, just stop. Yeah. We didn't have the time. It was like, bruv, if even if you had the play time, play put your clothes on, and bruv, go. you weren't going in the shower. There was not, you couldn't. First of all, I don't even think the water ran, and if it did, you, I don't know, I don't think you'd survive. Your clothes probably would have got nicked, or you would have got rushed and beaten up. Or there's, there's, I wasn't that bad. What are you talking about? There's probably piss or shit in the air. Uh... Oh, you're forcing it, bruv. 
I don't I don't even think we had showers. I don't think I ever even saw showers in RP. I area. definitely saw a few people get rushed at changing, and you did as well. Someone definitely. I probably did rush a few people as well. That's what I'm saying. But you know what? So you imagine if one kid's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna jump in the shower with my towel," and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" Like something definitely would have happened. No, it was banter though. Like it wasn't like. Yeah, not saying our school was like. It wasn't like malicious rushing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It weren't like in the changing rooms. Yeah, it wasn't like an all boys school. Yeah, yeah. That's what I I used to rap in the changing rooms, bro. Everyone was getting changed. I was like, "Yeah, right. I've got everyone's attention now," and I would just spit bars, and everyone would like kind of give me ratings on that. That was decent. That was. They start making a beat off the off the pipes. Did you still rap? <laughs> I never used to rap. Yeah, you rap. You didn't rap in school. I was a late bloomer of rap. I didn't start rapping until I got to college. Do you remember? I used to rap lyrics of like Mob Deep and Nas and Big and stuff, yeah. but to myself. No, I was right. I started writing about 10, 11. Yeah, you was on the drum and bait. You was on the jungle MC vibe first, mm, mm. and then you went. In, and then yeah, you was always mute. You was one of the the forefathers. Wow, man called me a forefather. Well, know. who else was rapping in the year? You had, um, who were them three guys that made their own rap crew called Junior G's? McCola. Edwin and, and Dreadman. DM, shout out to DM. He yeah. featured on my first mixtape still. They, they, were, they had a song called Junior G's. DM, um, um. Anyway, yeah, our school went that bad, but you definitely weren't going in the showers. Anyway, we digress, sorry. <laughs> what are we talking? It's not prison, bro. Like, man are going to shank you with a toothbrush. <laughs> oh, he's in the shower, get him. <laughs> A little toothbrush shank that they made in DT. (laughs) With the sander in it, they're just making prison shanks in the lesson. You know what I love about our school? Yeah, our school was bants. There was just bants everywhere. Everybody loved having a good time, having a laugh. I think our year was so blessed. We really did get on. Yeah, we did. And you had to be sharp with the tongue. Like You had to be able to like cuss each other and and, and, and we and could all mix up with all of the groups like you could chill with the, the kind of goth kind of rock people yeah you could chill with the nerds well i could anyway you could chill with the the footballers or the basketball you know, players the, girls. the hip-hop heads the girls every group was chill like nobody forced you out of their group no, everyone was just randomly but that's what school up. is like i don't know what school is like now but that's how school should be it's just a giant family and friction society and then teenagers starting to form their identity through the music that they listen mm. to mm. through what their family does and then you start seeing these pockets and we're being from east london and being able to uh, to go around different classes or friends of friends and that's reflective now with let's like, say you and me or friends like you you could drop us anywhere and pretty much you know hold our own or hold a conversation and it's a it's a good reflection of yeah i'd like to think so of, of kind of how we came up in it yeah but at the same time there were a couple of fucked up year groups in our school like yeah. the year above no two years above us or the year about no the year above us there was one or two characters but that happens in any school two years above one or two characters. You always get and then the year below us there was loads of just goons yeah but that's it's always the way man it's always the way but anyway, I'm just glad. I'm glad he did. So you're gonna make a point about the pill thing before we start talking about. I was just saying, I ain't taking that shit. Fuck you, ladies. You take it. <laughs> what if it means no sex? Um. Ah, uh, you know what? If it means no sex, no, because you just use a condom, isn't it? Okay. Practice safe sex. No, yes, hundred percent. I'm a big believer in practicing safe sex. Go get the uh, feather lights. The feather light condom. You don't even feel like it's on. It's amazing. It's not 100% true, but... No, real talk. Because I've tried a few different brands and the feather lights are fucking amazing. Okay, I used to go feather lights until obviously found the worm in this raw dog. Just... Raw dog. But what, so what, but is your missus taking a bit? Can I ask that question? That's a bit of a personal question. No, no, no. She is, but I, I would definitely consider it as a man just to sort of... Mm. If once everything was normal... Like, not normal. Once everything was sorted with the pill, 
Mm. And it was established that men, it was safe and the... Blah, 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 blah. So we're assuming, okay, there's no health risks at all. No health risks. Just lowers your sperm count for a bit. So it means you can just do what you've got to do and then she won't get pregnant. Who wouldn't want to use that? But what if uh, if, if a youth gets born with your low sperm count? Does that mean no, no, you can't? No, it takes, it takes it to zero sperm count. So you're not... Hmm. You do, you're finishing, but you're not... The sperm's not... Well, it's like it's water instead of like a, a thick kind of uh, uh, ectoplasm. <laughs> it's watery. It's Ghostbusters. <laughs> Who you gonna call? Oh. No one. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to bed and rolling over and going to sleep. Is this something to think about for men's health? You know, we're all about men's health, and I just thought I'd raise it. But if if it was zero issues and it meant that you could just do what you got to do without the fear of having kids all the time, then definitely why not? Instead of a vasectomy, I would. I don't want anything messed around down there. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, even talking about vasectomy makes me cross my legs because. Wow, really? Why, why are you so paranoid about having a vasectomy? It's, it's a very commonly done thing. Yeah, I know, I know. But you can just take a pill, just, you don't need to. You don't need to mess with any operation. See, I don't like taking pills. If I can't, like sometimes if I've got a headache or whatever, I'd, I'll just kind of firm it. I'm like, I won't take the paracetamol. I won't yeah, that's take fair the enough. ibuprofen. Because yeah. I just don't want to take the pill. No, in your system, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But I just think I'd rather that than to be sliced and diced and pipes blocked and but what that's not the only alternative though that's the thing so you don't yeah condoms obviously to... but even condoms are like not 100% safe and sure like there's still a like a 0.4% or something percent like or even maybe higher we haven't checked it cause same with the pill there's some people who have you know they've unfortunately had a child while using the, the contraceptive pill mm. That's a miracle. There is a percent. No, nah, because there is, like you say, it's like oh, a, it's like it? 99% yeah, effective yeah. or whatever. It's not 100%. If you're having kid problems, I go, <laughs> I feel bad for you, son. 99 problems, problems, but a kid, kid ain't one. one. Hit me. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Life is ill. I'm just taking the pill. Oh, <laughs> man. Shout out to the, all the parents um, out there that had an accidental child. Yeah, no. Nah, because if you actually did step up to that responsibility and look after your child you need maximum you get maximum respect from me anyone anyone because that fucked your whole life up but yeah. you, you kind of made lemonade with that lemon you know what i mean mm, made mm. lemonade ran with it and you know and you're raising a beautiful child and your child is going to go and buy my mixtape so i gotta support that yeah i don't think anyone's buying mixtapes nowadays i think it's all streaming but they go download the mixtape yeah um big up all the parents big up all the single father it was father's day the other week an episode and we didn't really touch on it uh but just big up all the dads out there really like the mums yeah but really shout out the dads because if you're a dad you often get put to the bottom of the pile or last of the list and you have to get everyone happy and no one thinks about you so beer oh, up nobody thinks about no it's dad. true man it's true because men it's poor it, dad. no it's because as men it's always it's like poor deadbeat dad no, no. They, why do you assume they're deadbeat dads <laughs> well some of them are yeah, but there's deadbeat mums out there. There's True. some there's some waste mums out there. True. And there's some dads who can't see their kids or their baby mums or their kids' mothers are moving funny and then using the child as some sort of ransom tool right. or something. There's a lot of men just banging hands together right now. Trust me, bruv, my baby mum is wailing, fam. Talk about it. Talk that talk. That's what family. I'm saying. It's a men's health, men, we've got love for our, you know, our dads out there. Yeah. And um 
So we support you, man, and just know if she's wiling, just keep it moving. Just keep smiling if she's wiling, and Jeez. just think about the kids, man, or kids, or multiple baby mums, however. Man. <laughs> if you're a real grease bag and you listen to us, you got, you got about like six BMs or whatever. Oh man, God bless you, my son. You should you should have had a vasectomy then, my you. <laughs> you really should have had. A you should have took the pill, too. had a condom, and a vasectomy. You done the, the holy trinity. Holy trinity. The unholy trinity. Man, man should have just got wrapped up in latex as soon as. <laughs> You can't even look at a woman. She just gets pregnant. Film when you're not. <laughs> Some of them men just look at a woman and she's pregnant. Like, oh my God. Super fertile. Super fly. Jimmy Snooker. Shit, man. So big up the dads because, you know, Father's Day, you know. Do you, do you know anyone that has multiple baby mums and they're all happy? Because that must be mm. fucking hard to juggle. Nah, I don't. Because one baby mum can be a lot. Nah, that's that's... No, it's a lot of pressure right One there. One baby mom can be a lot, but two, three, no, four. No, no, no. Woo. Good luck to him, innit? Good luck to Woo. him. Not me, mate. It's a hard life. It's a hard not life. For mate. us, it's a hard not hard life. For us, instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kids. It's, it's a hard not life. Great album. In My Lifetime, volume three, I want to say. Scott, oui. Scott, yeah. Um, is it Habit the classic? Everything Jay-Z puts out is pretty much a classic. Me, oui. Um, Right, building on mental health, you get sent me this link. Um, neuroscience says your body and mind get stronger when you focused on one thing. Why did I hear Miroslav closer? I just heard something, something, Miroslav closer. When neuroscience you says your body... Thing. Neuroscience says your body... Are you thinking about... I hated his game. I didn't even like him as a player anyway. Who did he play for? He was a German dude. He, he, he's got a lot of goals for the German national team. I think he won a World Cup. Quality, quality bastard. And um, club level, I think he played in Italy towards the end of his career. Mm. Can't remember where else. Well, there's this thing about if you focus on one thing and build on that, your mind gets stronger. So basically, um, neuros, neuroscientists have recommended this focusing on one aspect uh, to build your brain massage, to bring your, your brain strength. Um, gratitude makes you m more likely to exercise. Uh, according to studies, people who keep gratitude journals uh, reported fewer health complaints, more time exercising and fewer symptoms of physical illness. Uh, gratitude reduces your stress level. It's all about gratitude, yeah? Gratefulness, my man, gratefulness. It's important to be grateful. Most definitely. And I just like that this is backed up by science. Yeah. Neuroscience. The science of the brain. The science of neurology. How your mind works. And it's literally, it's so simple for anyone to do. Just be thankful for everything that you have. Be grateful. Wake up in the morning. You don't have to be all religious and corny and, you know like praying and stuff like that but you know just a quick like you know what look around you and you oh know, definitely i'm so happy i have two hands i have two feet and you know people do these little challenges uh, <laughs> someone we both know was doing one of these 30 days of gratefulness or something like every day they did a status about something they're grateful for in their life that's like, wicked. You know, oh, i'm grateful for my son he brings me happiness in my life or oh, i'm grateful for my job you know I'm able to earn and, you know, I'm great. Just little things you can think of every day. Yeah. And it can change your whole mentality. It can turn you from a pessimistic person that thinks life is shit 
to someone who's optimistic and thinks, you know what, life is great. And it's just like that. It's just mentality. That's all it is. Do you know? No, I I agree 100%. And then when people when people say, you know, how's life or how's it going? I just got to say, you know, in the, in the words of Nas, life is good. Not for sure. The dope thing about this article is it, it talks about the link between mental health and physical health yeah. and how it kind of proves that just being, I was going to say gratuitous, that probably ain't the right word, but having gratitude, no, <laughs> <laughs> having gratitude can actually improve your physical well-being. Mm. Um, and it's got a list of things that um. it does here. Like it says gratitude makes you more likely to exercise according yep. to the Journal of Personality and Social Science. I'm grateful that Psychology. I'm so buff. Oh, get the guns out. You know what mm. I'm saying? Um, I'm people who keep gratitude journals are <laughs> spend more time exercising and have less symptoms of physical illness. Reduces the stress. Redu- improves the quality of your sleep. Increases your emotional well-being and makes your heart stronger, healthier. It makes you a more effective leader. God damn it, gratitude's going to make you a better person. So by focusing on this one thing, because so the headline's quite misleading. It's, it's focusing on one thing, but then this is talking about being grateful and showing gratitude. So it's, I suppose, focusing on yourself, self-love, self-worth, like, like we promote, and being grateful, right, I've got, I've, got my, I've got all my limbs, I've got all my faculties, I've got my health. I'm going to go out and run and use it. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to binge drink. I'm not going to eat loads of chocolate. So by being grateful and concentrating on your own self-worth, you are improving on your mental health and your physical health. I don't think the title is that misleading, you know? Because it says... Well, it says one thing. You get stronger when you focus on this one thing. Yeah, but this one thing could be like, okay, I'm just going to focus on accounting, accountancy or I'm going to focus on beating Bennett FIFA or I'm going to f- focus on uh, lifting mad weights or passing my driving test. That's how I misread it. So it's, I'll probably misread it then. Yeah, that's not what it says. No, I know it, that's not it, what it says, says. When you focus on this one thing and then you read the article and it says that one thing is gratefulness. Okay. So when you focus on gratefulness. So I was just being a lazy uh, podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, you're not grateful for having me as a co-host, man. You know, the fuck? I'm so grateful for this guy fucking up the articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Great bit of research there, Ben. Fucking... <laughs> but I'm glad oh. but I'm grateful for the fact that I can make mistakes this is what I say to the kids I work with and I yeah. say to people like you make mistakes you, you're successful off your mistakes you can only you have to learn how to lose you have to learn how to make mistakes and only then will you be successful you have to bask in your mistakes and your fuck ups I obviously I don't say fuck ups because that would be swearing but hmm. it's true man I think, yeah, maybe you do have to be, uh, I think losing the the kind of pain and the embarrassment and it, you know, it can kind of spear you on to never want to feel that again, to never be a loser again. It can spur oh, you big on time, to be a winner. Big time, big time. So it's all part of the process of being successful, man. For anyone who's ever been knocked back from a job or knocked back from chatting up um, or knocked back in a relationship or losing a, a sport or a card game or anything game you you build on that competitive nature which you don't want to experience again so then you try you're a little bit harder next time and you know if 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 you're you know look at Jurgen Klopp lost it lost the cup final like four or five times and then won it if you keep getting knocked back there's only a matter of time before you get propelled forward 
And it's good to have an element of competitiveness in your life. You need to be competitive. Mm. 100% you need to be competitive. Well, I read an article that said being competitive can increase your testosterone. Mm. And yeah. I thought, fuck this, I'm going to play some FIFA. I'm going to bang these motherfuckers over. May you beat me Increase today. my testosterone. Ah! And you can get so much testosterone, you're going to end up like smashing the control pad when you finally lose and get... Oh, if someone scores a sweaty goal in the 90th minute you're going to lose your brag but it kind of makes sense don't it because when you think about for example look like the USA they are probably the most competitive nation in the world and you know they compete for everything and, and they are generally as a people quite big and quite sort of powerful strong looking but you would think they have a lot of testosterone and maybe it all comes from that since they were a child they've always been competing Mm, interesting. Yeah, I know Australia. Last one to the car's a rotten egg. Kids just run into the car, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's good to have a competitive nature from from when you're young. You need to instill that into children to learn learn how to win. You need to instill that in people. You need to learn, <clears throat> excuse me, how to win and, and want to win. You should learn how to lose as well. That's that's equally important. But you should go out there and want to win. You should go out there and beat the team. Go out there and do beat everyone at the test. Go out there and get the job and just beat everyone and go look in your head I'm better than everyone because you are you have to think you're better than everyone otherwise you're going to get left behind Ooh. you have to see that, that, that I don't agree talk, with that, what you don't yeah because that because I think that that f- promotes elitism and feeling like you know you're better than everybody then if you're an elitist then you don't believe in equality you don't believe that everybody is equal you believe you're better you're a white supremacist now wow See that? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with those sentiments completely. I think you need to believe that you, if you're going to a job interview, you need to believe that you're better than everyone there in the room. Otherwise, what's the point? So that's how you're going to get the job because you are the better person. When you're playing FIFA, you've got to believe that you're better than me. When you're playing football, when you're battling someone, or you're doing a rap, when you're on a rap record, you have to be in your head. I'm better than everyone on this song, and I'm going to smoke them. But what if you're not? No, but. That's not for you to decide. That's for the people. That's out there in the universe. You have to believe that you're the best. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because look at all successful there's, people. There's, there's oh, di- yeah. Okay. Look at Michael okay. Jordan. Right. Let's talk about successful people in sport. Let's talk Serena Williams. All right. Boom. Let's talk about Nadal. Let's talk about Ronnie O'Sullivan. Let's talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. These people believe that they are the best. That's but they are the best. Yeah. Because yeah. Not just because they believed. Yeah, but they weren't the best at one point. Believing they? They, they were the best, the best helped. At, well, they weren't the best at one point. Believing they? they were the best helped, yeah. But there's also people in life that think they're the best, but they're completely shit. Well, as long as they and, and they're problems, aren't they? They're people like people have a lot to say about people like that, don't they? They think this person thinks they're so blah 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 blah. There's a thin line between being cocky and being confident. So when you say I'm the best. It's a compliment. I think Jada said that. Jada. Bars. That is a Jada kiss. Like that. <laughs> it's something along those lines of between cocky and confident. And there mm, is a very thin line. Mm, and, and I'm, mm. you know, I think we, we, we're agreeing and disagreeing in terms of if it's used right, it's very positive. So you want children, you want people within the workplace, you want everyone to think, I am going to do the best job I can. I'm going to be the best version of me. All right, let me say, yes, let me reword I it. I like that. Yeah. So I'm going to be the best version of me and I'm looking around and I'm going to do better than ever or attempt to do better than everyone on sports day, in the job interview, in your job in um, 
car salesman, in in the bank, in da 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 da. You know, what I mean, in podcasting, we have to believe that we are top of top podcasters. But I mean, that's unfair because we actually are top of top podcasters. We're just better than everybody. Oh, so now when you say it, we just a, built different, top of top, we just, we just built like that. Sprat, brrrat, <laughs> birthday. <laughs> It's my fucking birthday. It's, <laughs> it's my in Anyway, so this is an interesting one to talk about. <laughs> We're going off. Oh, I'm so hot, man. I want to take off my t-shirt. Oh, but... don't do that, man. Don't nobody want to see your hairy chest, bro. But yeah, you know, I love that concept. I'm bro. taking it I off. It's coming concept. off. Oh, I, won't man. Sit, I won't sit back on yourself. I, I love that concept. I do think that me personally, I grew up thinking, you know, I'm just going to chill in life. And I don't really need to compete with everyone. And if I did think I need to compete with everyone, I would probably be more successful than I am now. Because I didn't develop that, let's go take heads off kind of mentality. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I was I was battle rapping for a short period. Yep. I did fucking take heads off doing battle rap. That's what I'm saying. And every time I wrote a record I, or jumped on a feature, because rap is just straight competitive. Man. Yeah, it's a competitive So I nature. did feel like either I'm the best or there's no way that when I lay my verse on this tune, there's no way that anybody's going to top me or there's no way that I'm going to sound whack. Even if someone else sounds good, we will just be good in different ways. Well, it brings out the best in you. And it's, it's classic, only the strong survive. It's like you're doing your best and you're doing your best is good enough. As long as you're putting out your best piece of work or your best self, mm. giving the best version of yourself, then you, you can't have any qualms. And a lot of people will rise and success will come from that. It was interesting because I was saying, um, I went to this art exhibition over the weekend and I was asking these artists, what does success mean to you? Like, what is success? And loads of people, I'll tell you some notes, like why you're pondering over what is success or what does it mean to you? So a lot of people are saying uh, spend as much time, spend as much free time with their family. If some people said being successful was being happy, others was achieving your dreams and enjoying doing what you're doing. Recognition of your work, turning your dream into a career. Um, and then learning to fail, basically. You know. I wrote a song about that, didn't I? What's the formula for success? Forget trying to impress. It's only the best of the best. All I know is hard flow, soft breast, knowledge is power, dropped like a nuclear test. Mm. So my definition of what is success is just come hard, come for blood, man. You know, well, when you're drop the... like a nuclear test, be powerful. Be, just, just be powerful. Be as powerful as you can possibly be and then you will be successful when in you're that the... moment. When you're on the pill of vasectomy, you can come as hard as you want. And... Oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. Go as hard as you can and you'll be successful. But it's interesting that nobody said the monetary gains of being rich and having a big house is successful. It, it all boiled down to the soul of being happy or being spending your free time with your loved ones or doing what you love doing as a as your career, as your profession, which is interesting, right? Very interesting. Mm. So... so with by that definition, there would be a lot of people that feel like they're not successful then if they don't do what they do. Well, it's down to the about. individual, isn't it? Mm. So, you know, one person you say, oh, you're not successful because of, of these reasons that I have in my mind. Mm. But they're like, actually, I've got, I'm happy, I'm X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Success is a state of mind, man. Yeah. You know, there's some immigrant who had a hard life in a war-torn country. They come over to the UK 
And just the fact that they managed to get a job as an Uber driver and that they have a safe place for their family and they can just eat every day and go to work and, you know, they feel like I made it, man. I am a success in life. And you can't tell them anything different. You shouldn't think that they're not successful because they flipping off. No, I agree. Success but then for someone else, it's like, man, I need to get that Ferrari. I need to get that, you know, if I don't get that new job, I'm not successful. And, you know, it's hard to tell people what success really is. Everybody has their own individual measure of success. Yeah. And we're all successful in different ways. So and I'm particularly powerful. successful. You're very successful. Uber successful. Literally, when you type successful in the dictionary, it's a picture of my bolt. When you type, when you type, type it in the dictionary. Yeah. So do you type on Google, Google successful? See, look, there I am. <laughs> oh, there's there's my wife trying to get me to be a taxi driver. Will she be successful? Uh, I think she's successful. No, as she, in she trying to get you to be her personal driver. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the statement that she just texts me. Okay. And then. I'm going to swiftly answer that on the podcast and at the text at the same okay, time. Okay, let's go. Let's go with this statement. Fancy driving me to Brunel University tomorrow morning. Ooh. No. <laughs> 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 Bitches, you crazy? <laughs> For the life of me, I did not see that coming. Do you know where Brunel... Why, why do you not want to hook up... What, you'll take a pill for her, but you won't flip and drive her to Brunel? Come on, man. I'll take a bullet for her. I'll die for you. Who's that? Um, Baby, I'll cry for you. Anything I do. I'll do it for you. Is that Brian Adams? Yeah. Robin Hood's soundtrack. Well remembered. Well remembered. That, that was like number one for like 13 weeks. Yeah. How could we forget? That was the most emotive song in the world. Anything I do, <laughs> I do it for you. I'm gonna leave her on red for a bit because I'm not gonna mess. No, nah, bruv, text back. What you do? What you do? You're violating. What do you mean? Our female what? listeners right now. Oh my god, I can't believe he's doing that. If I texted him and asked him for a lift, then he's just gonna leave my message and leave it unread. Then he's not gonna fuck that, bruv. They'll be going off on one. Don't piss off the ladies, fam. You I gotta know. text back, and you gotta say treat him mean, keep him keen. <laughs> So I think about it. Bars. You you you're you're uh, you're using some of that um Neil Strauss game right there. That's it. Mm. Player, player, not anymore. Thing is, that is that is a delicate thing. Treat him mean, keep him keen. Because if you treat him too mean, they think you're a prick and they won't be coming back. Well, well I think when you're single as a guy, you don't want to be over eager with the women you're seeing. Mm. So if you're treating them mean, I'm not treating them mean, I don't mean like, like embarrass them and, and be mean to them, but just, you know, play hard to get. It works in your favour a lot easier, man. Women, women don't want to get a man that they can easily obtain. Women want the chase. Women want to be chased and chase the man. They don't want to just think, oh, I've got him, he's easy or he's a sucker or he's just in love with me already. He'll just be thrown away. So you just got to keep him on their toes like a ballerina or boxer like Lomachenko and just work the angles. And trust me, trust me, daddy. Yeah. It's true, man. 
I can see someone with no game trying that and just falling flat on their face. No, it works. Even if you've got no game. You've got to have some game, I think. I think you could execute the game plan incorrectly if you didn't have the game. Well, just lucky for me. Call me Jesus Shuttleworth. The girl them Jesus. Because I've got game. Have you seen that film? He I have got... no idea what Shuttleworth is. Jesus Shuttleworth, he's a character and he got game from Spike Lee. So I've got, got a break. I've got, got a breakdown. Of... You got yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good film with Ray Allen, the basketball player, but he plays Jesus Shuttleworth. Uh, he's deciding which university to go to and his dad is in prison, um, who's the next baller as well. And they're trying to get his dad to, I vaguely remember, to sway his decision. And it's it's a really good re- story, a relationship between the dad and his son and basketball and love. And, and Ray Allen's one of the like greatest shoot- shooters of all time. So it's worth watching. And it's a Spike Lee film. And I've seen it. Yeah, that makes me want to watch it again, though. That's a very good uh, synopsis right there. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm quite successful in my syn- synopsis. Mm. Um, yeah, well, have we got anything else to cover? Any other business we've got time, here? Just thinking of the timeline. What have we got here? Lo- uh, lots of music out, lots of sport, Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You want to talk about that young lady uh, killing it in the Wimbledon right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coco, is it Gruff? No, how do you say Corey. That? Uh, yeah, but I've, uh, they've been calling her Coco. Mm. But she's like 15. Yeah, 15. I wonder how she got on recently. And she beat Venus Williams uh, in the first round. And she came back from an amazing like last-ditch attempt uh, in the next round, didn't she? She was almost out. Mm. And then she clawed it back. So, at, you know, at such a young age, child prodigy. Amazing. Inspiring as well. Amazing. Inspiring. That's, what, that's the thing I've been looking at recently. Like, how are these... Women footballers, these women tennis players, Stormzy, Dave. How are these people inspiring the young and the future generation? You know, because what is your legacy on this earth? Like, what are you, what is your purpose? What are you on this earth to do? What legacy can you leave behind? Who are you inspiring? And if you're not really doing that, then you're not really offering much. Wow. So it's really inspiring to see her do her thing. Inspire or be dire. That's very, very sharp. I like that. Inspire or be dire. Not Danny Dyer. Nah, you don't want to be Danny Dyer, do you? Nah, he's, he's alright. He's doing alright for himself. He's a geezer. Yeah, but no, she's killing it, man. She's absolutely killing it. Um, yeah, my cousin went to watch Wimbledon and he went, like, and went and saw young Corey Gough live in the flesh. Do you like tennis? Um, I used to like tennis when I used to uh, gamble from time to time. Um, I used to bet on Serena Williams a lot. And <laughs> Easy she, money. She made me a lot of dough. <laughs> you know, when she retired and when she came back, um, that was my biggest tennis win, man. That was nuts. It was like a, what well, the odds were like 15, 16 to one. Mm. It was like 16 to one. Yeah, that was, that was mad. Everyone wrote her off and she came back and she won the tournament. Boom. That's it. That's it. Um, I don't think there was much else really. I just talk about Pride. Big up everyone who went to Pride or who celebrated Pride and they went to Wireless Festival as well. There was a lot of people out on the weekend with their rainbows and celebrating the thing. So yeah, all inclusive. That's a whole lot of rainbows. Um, But I wanted to show you this thing before we moved on to Pride. Check this out. The fastest ever knockout in in the UFC. UFC. The flying knee. Man. I saw it, I saw it. It was like... I think five seconds. George Masvidal wins the quickest KO in five seconds. And he's on the left-hand side. And basically, he just approaches and knees him. Woo! So what? 
I didn't. Oh man! But then he got in his face after he knocked him out. He left him with a knee. It was disgusting. So the flying knee, and then those two punches were a bit uncalled for. Imagine being knocked out and then tumped in the face twice like that. That is. You wouldn't even feel those blows in the face. Like, because the thing is, you know, when you're talking about being the best, this is what these UFC fighters do. They definitely believe they're the best. They're warriors, man. They're training to, like, take somebody out. So when they hit them, and, you know, we're thinking, oh, he's knocked out, leave him alone. But they're thinking, no, I'm going to finish the job. And they're going back in and back in and back. And it's literally up to the ref to pull them off. Yeah, that's a bit, it's a bit brutal, isn't it? But that's that's what the competitive mind state does to you, man. Makes you a fucking psychopath, G. That's how you become on top. You can't. I, I would argue you can't be on top without being an absolute psychopath. Yeah, no you empathy, gotta have yeah. no empathy for others. You gotta have that that mean streak, that that cutthroat mentality of just mm. rise to the top. And and people have it. Um, but yeah, it can cause a lot of issues, like you said. Like it can be used in the wrong way. It can it can absolute power corrupts type of things so if you've got too much power you're too successful it can go to your head fuck it man the longer I live the more I'm realising that there's a lot of pieces of shit out there <laughs> and you have to you have to do what you have to do man you have to protect your family you have to look after your own best interests you know do what you have to do man knowledge wisdom understanding mm, 5% talk get, your shit get God. That, get that power get that money get paid Oh, talking about that, did you see Wu-Tang? I know he went to Glastonbury in that 5%. Did you see them at Glastonbury, the Wu-Tang set? Nah. Oh, no, it was... Yeah, it was a bit leave it. It was like, not... It went to Wu-Tang, remember? But that's... It was just not even mentioned wherever you're on the podcast. I know, I don't even know I just brought it up. Because <laughs> I just totally ruined your really powerful and inspirational uh, send-off. And I thought that would be a great way to end the podcast. Knowledge, power, wisdom, and understanding. It's too late. <laughs> too late for me. Oh, shut up, you bastard. <laughs> It's applicable for some people, but I think I've messed up this. I've been very unsuccessful in today's episode. I, it's been good bats today, man. Man, listen, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. I'm very grateful, man. I'm, Gratefulness is I, there, bro. Thanks for coming through. Love, brother. I we, and we appreciate you for listening and, you know, sticking through us. Episode 49, almost hitting the big 50. Yo, we ain't got a player. 49 is hard, man. Someone must have wore a 49, like someone like Tory or something. No? The 49ers. San Francisco, that's American football. Yeah, okay, 49ers. That's a bit of a blag, last minute blag. Yeah, but, um, freestyle. But, yeah, don't forget you can hit us up at Beer Rap Bants on all social media. At CalSirius. At Ings LT, Beer Rap and Banner at, no, Beer Rap Bants at, at gmail.com. Beer rap and banter at gmail.com. Yeah, I can't yo, even get that right. Yo, oh. fuck this, we break out of it. We are the 49ers and we out. Peace, man. Peace. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going home. Oh, this is so bad. This is... <laughs>